Hey, what up? It's Eric. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. It is the Monday after Christmas, which means we are 48 million tweets about Christmas later, 420 million packages delivered to homes, and 9.1 million streams of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And now that you got that, we'll get into this. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, it is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulker, and you can get a hold of me, as always, on Twitter, at Polymath and Vine, P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H-A-N-D-V-I-N-E, or via email, eric at mlive.com as we head to 2016 lots of people talking about the changes you will see in the marketing landscape we of course thought it was going to be the year of the apple watch as we would all experience this new world of marketing where we'd be marketing to people's wrists and they couldn't get enough of it and they would all be using it and we would get closer and closer and closer to the idea of augmented reality when in actual reality this virtual headset that google is working on the virtual reality the oculus rift purchase that facebook made that is more along the lines of what you're going to see in the interesting space when you're dealing with video, along with Facebook's new video product live. And as people start to actually make their own 360 videos, much more impactful than anything that the Apple Watch has done in 2015. In in fact, I would guess most people are probably underwhelmed from a marketing perspective of what you can do in the space on an Apple Watch versus what you can do with Android, their version of virtual reality, and of course, what will happen when Oculus Rift comes out. Now, the price point of Oculus Rift, if you uh, are a subscriber to Fast Company, it was the first mention that I saw of it anyway, where it's going to be around $1,500. So that price point puts it into Google Glass territory. So we're not quite at the point where you're going to have mass or scale, but you will see the people who are jumping in, the early adapters, playing in this space and teaching marketers how they should market in those spaces, especially with the other changes that are coming. In fact, the FTC just made a whole bunch of changes to what we call native ads. So if you're somebody who deals in the publishing space and somebody who deals in the native ad space, there are a lot of changes coming your way. Uh, Well, right this very second. The FTC, not a huge fan of words like promoted or promoted stories. Instead, they want everybody to change to words like ad, I'm not sure they're going to do that, or sponsored advertising content, which is equally non-sexy. What will happen, though, is people will find some sort of word that works, because I, I feel in reading all of these rules that sponsored advertising content is going to turn people off from that content, which is going to negatively impact the world of native ads. Now, that's not to say that native ads can't work, but when you use something like Facebook specifically, on Facebook, if I have a piece of content, let's say this podcast, I want people to listen to this podcast and I need to get it out to people. Well, what's the way that I can do that? I can put it on my brand page and then nothing will happen because Facebook wants me to pay in order to reach you which is totally fine. I've said this a million times. You've got to pay for every other medium. There's no reason why you should think you shouldn't have to pay for Facebook or for Twitter or for Instagram or whatever. However, if this isn't actually advertising something, I don't know that if you attached sponsored advertising content to this podcast, as many people would click on it, than if it just said sponsored. Now, the nuance of that can be debated for sure. But I think the savvy people on the Facebook news feed, if they see sponsored advertising content, are going to be immediately turned off. And it's specifically in Facebook, since you have to pay to play, there should be some sort of debate, robust or otherwise, that comes up with phraseology that works in that space. 
What's interesting is most publishers aren't even close to the current FTC rules. In fact, 63% of publishers are not doing anything uh, even close to using the word sponsored advertising content or calling things ads. They're using promoted or some other phraseology of promotion. And so this is going to impact lots and lots of publishers in the new year. In fact, it's going to affect a lot of them as they walk back into the office on Monday if they haven't been paying attention over the Christmas holiday because this is big news coming out of the FTC and an impact in most digital spaces with most digital marketing that has to do with any sort of publishing. So if you're in the publishing ecosystem, I will put the link to the FTC rules in the podcast so you can read their new guidelines for native ads and uh, get going immediately if not sooner. And let's be clear, this isn't the FTC just being mean or doing something to do something. They are there specifically to prohibit deceptive and unfair practices. And you and I both know that you have seen on any platform you would like to pick publishers that will go nameless that have kind of skirted around the system a little bit to uh, get their native ads out there that aren't actually native ads that put you in this horrific content loop where you're entering your email or some other piece of data that they get from you and then the stuff that you get in return is not worth it. They're just living in a gray area that more often than not for some publishers falls into the black hat area because when you're dealing with native ads, let's remember, it's supposed to look news like or a feature article or a product review or some sort of entertainment and those things can confuse customers and this is all in a hope to unconfuse the customer i'm totally down with unconfusing the customer an educated consumer is better for everybody let's say that again an educated consumer is better for everybody it's better for commerce it's better for the marketing it's better for advertising if they know what is happening and if changing these words will do that i am all for it what i'm not all for is I just think sponsored advertising content, if we have to put that on every piece of content that we put out in the world under native ads, I I think that's going to be counterproductive or damaging to the analytics that you might currently be getting from your native ads that you're putting out there in the ecosystem. And again, when we talk about Facebook, I think there needs to be a secondary discussion about what stuff falls under that guideline as opposed to what things don't fall under those guidelines. If you're actually advertising, I think, yeah, you should. it should be sponsored content or some sort, whatever the label ends up being, I think you should do that. If Facebook makes you pay in order to reach the people that are already on your page, I, I think you have to have a nuanced conversation of some sort of other labeling system so that they understand that they actually opted in to get that. Not unlike an email list. You sign up for an email, you get the email. You don't have to opt into that email every single time that you get it. You have the opportunity to leave just as you have the opportunity to leave the Facebook page, but you don't have to opt in every single time that you get the email, just like you shouldn't have to opt in every single time a brand wants to put out a piece of content. If I wanted to share a Mashable article on the Eric Hulcran page on Facebook, I still would have to pay to get that to you because you won't see it if I just put it up. It just doesn't work that way. By definition, that's not an advertisement. I don't work for Mashable. I just thought you would find it interesting and I want to provide some sort of value, that to me clearly does not fall within the guidelines of what the FTC is talking about. However, on Facebook, there is no differentiation right now between those two pieces of content. And I think that nuanced conversation needs to happen sooner than later, specifically since these FTC rules are in place 
as we are talking right now. As I said, I will put a link to what they are talking about and the new rules that they have put in in the show notes so you can click on them and read them for yourself. If you need anything between now and then, I'm more than happy to talk about this um, on Twitter or via email, eric at mlive.com or at Polymath and Vine. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love a review. What do you like about the show? What do you not like about the show? Reviews are super important to this podcast growing in 2016 because the more reviews we get, positive or negative, helps it boil up in the iTunes ecosystem. So if you have been consuming this on iTunes, take two seconds. Just tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Be honest because that makes this a better podcast. But I'd love it if you took a couple seconds to go do that. All right. Have a great day. If you are in the Midwest, be super careful today in this ice storm uh, as it's the first one of the year. So be super, super safe. We will talk tomorrow. It is the Everything is Marketing Podcast.